Hello, hello, and welcome to the Soulfully Strategic Entrepreneurship Podcast. I'm your host, Chrissy Mellinger, a business coach for women who want to make big impact in this world. In this podcast, we will cover the business strategy behind creating aligned, authentic, and empowering service-based businesses. We'll cover the spirituality as well, all the weird, the woo, and the mindset behind showing up as your full self. And of course, we'll discuss female empowerment and embodiment to tap into all of your beautiful magic. We all have so much power, wisdom, and magic to share, but are institutionally taught not to. This podcast is your resource, your opportunity, and your support system to show up fully as the magical creature you are and to love doing it. I'm so excited and honored to be with you today, so let's go ahead and get started. Hello, hello, and welcome to the third episode in this series on marketing basics. In the first two episodes, we talked about the first four pillars of marketing, which are in order, visibility, engagement, content, and sales. If you go back to traditional marketing books or courses or things like that, that's pretty much going to be it. They're really just going to talk about marketing, advertising, and sales. But we know in 2022, especially in the online space, that's not all there is to it. There's a lot more. Now, if you go into, we'll call it the online digital space, if you're in coaching or one of those industries, you're not typically going to hear of something being called confidence. You'll hear it oftentimes as mindset or inner work, right? It kind of depends on how much of that spiritual aspect you're in and who you're listening to. But as far as I'm concerned, the fifth pillar of marketing really is confidence. Yes, we're going to dig in on this episode of the mindset work that goes into it, of the healing work that goes into it, of the ability to do a power pose like Wonder Woman, right? A lot of these things that our, our parents were taught are absolutely still applicable to this day when we talk about confidence. So let's just get straight on into it. Underlying every aspect of business, underlying every aspect of life is this idea of confidence. And confidence is not just being able to raise your hand or speak up in a meeting, but really it's the knowing. It's that inner knowing. It's that trust and faith in yourself that what you are doing is important. That what you are sharing with the world is critical to sharing with the world. And I don't mean just, you know, oh, this is this is a really great offer and it's going to make me a lot of money and it's going to make a big impact, right? No, no. I mean, at any point in your life, whatever you're doing is important for some reason. Because when we talk about confidence in business... We really first need to back it up a second and realize that our energy cannot be compartmentalized. So how we're showing up in business is in some way or another reflective of how we're showing up in our life or vice versa. So I'm going to use the example of a relationship here because I think that we can all relate. It doesn't have to be a a romantic relationship, just any kind of relationship you got. If we are not sharing our truth, if we are not speaking up or speaking our mind or sharing what we consider to be true for us in that relationship, it's really, really hard to show up fully in business. 
Because at the end of the day, we're not showing up out of fear, right? We're not showing up out of fear. Whether it is this fear of being unloved, right? If, if we go back to the relationship, this fear that if we speak our mind, the other person is not going to love us anymore or that they're not going to think that we, you know, are deserving of love. It's also this fear of feeling unworthy. It's this idea that we are somehow less than. And it's the same in business. We don't show up in business because of fear. And I've, I've talked about this on numerous podcast episodes. I've talked about this a lot on my Instagram page. For anyone new here, Instagram is my largest platform as of date. But really, it's this fear of, it is this fear of failure, this fear of rejection, or this fear of success. So I'm going to break down real quick what each one of those fears are, because I know a lot of times people think like, what? What do you, fear of success? That doesn't make any sense. So let's start there, shall we? Let's start with a breakdown of the fears. So fear of failure is a a pretty straightforward one. We are afraid that we are going to fail. And oftentimes that fear of failure ties into somebody else's idea of what success is. Good Lord, especially when it comes to business. We think that success is money. Success is fame. Success is name awareness or brand awareness. And sure, absolutely, they can all be signs of success. But we have to define what success is for each one of us for the different aspects of our life at the different stages of our life. So success in business may absolutely be making a shit ton of money. It may absolutely be making hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars a year. But it can also be having the flexibility in your schedule to take a couple hours off on a random Tuesday or being able to network and know who to connect other people with. Being able to help a friend out because you have the flexibility to take a two-hour call on a Thursday afternoon. There are different perspectives to success. And oftentimes, especially for new entrepreneurs who are coming from a very corporate background, whether they've grown up in it, whether they've worked in it, whether they've been associated with it at all, we often think that success is money-focused only, which kind of gets us into, keeps us in the fear of failure because when we start to quantify the opposite of success as a certain dollar figure or a certain following on social media or a certain email list number, it's a lot easier to think that we are failures than if we were to look at the whole robust picture of a lifestyle we want to have and how our businesses are supporting that lifestyle that we want Our businesses are supporting that growth, that impact, that whatever that we want. So that's the first one, is that that fear of failure. The second one is this fear of rejection. And rejection and failure can oftentimes kind of spiral down into this same same inner 
concern, this same inner fear. But the fear of rejection is oftentimes this worry about feeling unworthy, this worry that, oh, they're not going to buy from me because they're going to realize that I'm an imposter, that they're not going to book a call with me because they don't think that I know what I'm talking about. I'm I'm too new in my business to charge lots of money, even though I know how transformative and powerful my sessions are. These are all some of the thoughts that we can have that really at the root of it are this fear of rejection, this fear that we're going to be ridiculed, mocked, made fun of, teased, ignored completely, right? This fear of not being seen, this fear of not being heard, all tie into fear of rejection. And with social media (laughs) being as prevalent as it is today, and everyone having quick access to that quick satisfaction, right? Clicking a like, oh my gosh, they love me. Not liking your photo, oh my gosh, they hate it. They don't like it. Like we can so quickly spiral into those middle school thoughts of, well, Jimmy didn't smile back at me when I saw him in the hallway. He must not like me anymore. When in reality, Jimmy was worried about a math test in the next period and wasn't paying any fucking attention to you and wasn't paying attention to anything. Has nothing to do with you. But in a world where social media really has such a profound impact on our mental health, it can actually be much harder to disassociate our success, our worth, and our value as a human being from that social proof. There's even this idea in business that you need social proof before you can go out and charge money which is bullshit, let me just say, first and foremost. This idea that you need to have a lot of testimonials, that you need to have tons of followers and people engaging with you on every platform. No, sunshine, you don't need that in order to charge your worth. Not at all. You don't need that in order to charge higher dollar amounts for something that is going to change somebody's life. But that's a, that's a brief overview of the fear of rejection. And you can see how with some of the examples that I gave, the words we use change, right? Very, very few people are going to be like, I'm so afraid of being rejected. I'm not going to put this brand new offer out there. No, we're going to say things like, well, I, I should change this. I should change this word because it might be too divisive. Or I should change this coloring because it might be too aggressive. Or I should change blah, 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 because blah, 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 blah. It's that doubting of ourselves that is a sign of that fear. It's that worry that we have. It's that lack of confidence, that lack of faith and trust in ourselves. So then the third, before I get too far down the soapbox rabbit hole, the third fear is often a fear of success. Like I said before, many people were like, I'm not afraid of success. That's what I'm working towards. And I know, I already said, a lot of people think you can't possibly be afraid of success. But think of it this way. 
In the same sense that we are taught implicitly or explicitly that people with money are greedy, that people who are famous have gotten there the wrong way, that's fear of success, right? That those are two of the of the oldest f- symptoms, displays, whatever you want to call it, of fear of success. This idea that if we are successful enough, if we make enough money, if we're famous enough, if people know us, then it's going to fundamentally change who we are as a person. That we're not going to be looked at the same. That our family and our friends may begin to take advantage of us. That's a common one, right? That if I make enough money, then Uncle John will think that I need to pay or Cousin Sally will think that I need to pay for dinner every time we go out. And I don't want that. I don't want to have to have that conversation with them. That's fear of success. And some boundary setting, absolutely. But that can be the fear of success. When we think, and this is where I'm going to get a little woo for you guys, for anyone who has witch wounding or sisterhood wounding, this can be a really big one that I'm going to, personal experience, right? I have had a lot of lifetimes where I have been a witch or a healer or a magical being of some sort and have been persecuted for it. I've, I've had these memories, I've had these experiences, right? And there is absolutely a part of me that knows I'm going to be really big in this lifetime, that this is going to be a lifetime for my soul to open up and really make a big fucking impact, to really shake things up and change it. And I am like, 90% all in for it. And there is definitely a part of me where I'm like, holy shit. But if I have that level of impact, if I, when, let me correct my own self, when I have that level of impact, it's dangerous because I've had past experiences where I've been persecuted for it. So there is this fear of success because it's been validated in the past. Now, if we go a little less woo, right, we get a little farther away from the past life or experiences and get more into some of the tangible, we can absolutely have those experience in the here and now, where if you were successful enough in elementary school, again, personal experience, because I think this is a really good explanation. And I think that that's how you guys learn, right? Um, That's how I learn is personal stories and things like that. We had in my elementary school, we had an awards day every year. I think every year, it might have been every couple of months, but it was at least once a year where, you know, the kids with the highest grades, the kids with the best attendance, the kids who did like special projects or stuff like that, they got awards. And I was academically gifted. I I really enjoyed school. And I won a lot of the academic awards, right? Where I was teased for it. And it may or may not have been good-natured teasing, but it was teasing by my classmates to the point that by the time we got to fourth and fifth grade, my elementary school went up to fifth grade, 
other kids would say, oh, well, you know, Chrissy's going to win this one. But it wasn't like a, yay, Chrissy, go, Chrissy, you're so smart. It was a, why the fuck are we even going to this? So that memory, that feeling of animosity from my peers can absolutely stay with you can absolutely lead you to think, well, I don't want to shine quite so bright because then they're not going to like me, right? This idea that if you're too pretty, which again, not a fucking thing, but if you're too pretty, the other girls aren't going to like you, absolutely gets taught to us again and again and again. I mean, just look at the popularity of movies like Mean Girls. Hilarious movie. Really funny, right? Yay for Tina Fey for writing that. But that absolutely perpetuates the idea that the popular girls, the girls who are prettier than everyone else, nobody likes them. So why in the world would we feel like it's safe to be successful Because society tells us that those people who hit that level of success, who hit that level of wealth, who hit that level of whatever the fuck accolade, are different, right? They're different. If you look at Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, Bill Gates, Oprah Winfrey, all these people who have quote unquote obscene amounts of money societally, we think that it's okay for us to comment on how they spend their money. And I've done it myself, right? I don't I don't want to make it sound like I've never done this. I've absolutely had the thought of why in the F is Elon Musk worrying about getting to Mars when billions of his money can be spent on Earth. So if we then internalize that thought, We think if I am successful enough, if I hit that level of success, people are not going to like me. People are going to judge me and it's going to be unsafe. So again, just a little rundown on the three main fears that are holding you back. So let's get into confidence and how this ties into everything and how we build up our confidence and, you know, all that, all the other stuff, all the other stuff to it. So first and foremost, what is confidence? Confidence is by definition of the Oxford Dictionary, a feeling of self-assurance arising from one's appreciation of one's own abilities or qualities, right? The state of feeling certain about the truth of something, So if we go to those and think, okay, am I confident? And you have a feeling of self-assurance arising from one's appreciation of one's own abilities or qualities. Really, if we think about that for just another second, a feeling of self-assurance coming from your own appreciation of your own abilities. That does not say... You are the best at something. That does not say other people validate you. That does not have anything to do with anybody other than yourself. So your confidence does not come from someone else's approval. 
Your confidence does not come from somebody else's liking of you or someone buying your product or your service or booking a call with you or signing up for something that you're offering. Confidence, when they say confidence comes from within, that's the literal definition of you giving your own self-appreciation. You giving your own self that idea of like, oh shit, yeah, I'm awesome. That idea of, yeah, okay, I could I could be better at this. I could improve this. But I'm very appreciative of how far I've come. And when we talk about being confident in ourselves to get up and share what we have to share with the world, get up and put a sale out there, right? Because not only are we talking about confidence, we're talking about confidence within the realm of marketing. We have to put the sale out there. We have to be confident in our ability to perform the service, create the product, and put it out there in a way that other people are like, holy shit, they know what they're doing. This is a beautiful piece of artwork. This is a super fun experience. This is a great session. We have to be confident in that. And we already talked a little bit about where the fears are that could be holding us back from that confidence. So the next piece of it is how do we build that confidence? For someone who isn't, you know, really self-assured, maybe you're brand new starting out in the world of coaching or you're just starting to share your very woo-woo spiritual weird gifts with the world. And let me be very, very clear here for anyone who's new. When I say weird, I mean fucking amazing and kick ass. I think we are all weird in our own unique ways and it's part of what makes us special. So no, I don't mean weird like, oh my gosh, you're weird. I mean like, holy shit, you're weird, bring it on. But if you are new to this space, new to this space of speaking your truth and finding your voice and saying the things that you want to say in the way that you want to say them, it can be really intimidating. It can feel overwhelming to all of a sudden not only own the fact that, you know, you're a business owner, that you are a coach, that you are a healer, that you are a service provider, that you are whatever, but now you also sell shit. So how do you get started? How do you keep it going? How do you start to get into your own voice? Because Part of the problem, and I promise I'm getting to the actual, like, (laughs) I know I keep saying, how do you do this? And then I start talking about something else. But part of, I think, the, the issue is with confidence is a lot of people think they have it when in reality, they're not actually sharing their own truth or their own views or their own beliefs on something. It's very different if you say, if you reshare someone else's post than if you were to come out and say that to begin with. How do you build that confidence? I'd love to say that it's as easy as just trusting in yourself and knowing that you're magic and the reason that you're here is really important, but that's not useful advice. That believing in yourself, knowing that you're amazing is absolutely true, is absolutely advice I want you to follow. But the how to do it, the how to actually 
be confident in yourself requires inner work, or as a lot of people in the coaching space like to call mindset work. It requires being objective, and it also requires going out and doing the damn thing. So the first part of that is inner work or mindset work or inner healing. It's, it's all really honestly the same thing, just different ways to call it, is the idea that you have to figure out what's holding you back, what's actually blocking you from feeling that confidence. Go back to the beginning of this podcast episode to the fears that we talked about and all the different examples and questions and symptoms and displays that I gave and see which, one of, which ones of those felt true to you. When you start to break down in your business and your life where you aren't showing up as yourself, where you're playing small, really, one, go segment by segment, aspect and aspect of your life to really dig into it. Don't just think like, oh, overall, where am I not confident? That, that doesn't serve you a purpose. In your relationships, Who do you feel comfortable speaking up to? Who do you feel comfortable and confident in setting boundaries? Vice versa, where do you not? In your business, where do you feel like you're hiding part of your true self? How are you not marketing every one of your offers? Where are you not putting out information of how people can work with you? Where are you not speaking your truth and saying things like, oh, this is a truth bomb, let's drop it. Oh, oh, this is a really shitty unethical practice in my industry. I want to talk about it, but you're not. List out all of that, every aspect of your life, all of your relationships, all of the different parts of your business. If you have a full-time job or a part-time job or something else, all of it. I want you to look from a A thing perspective, right? Your job, your hobbies, your things, and a personal perspective. So with your interpersonal relationships and with your intrapersonal relationships, so with your own self, where are you not showing up, right? And this is, again, this is definitely within the realm of marketing, but energy cannot be compartmentalized. So when you think, okay, I'm not showing up and sharing about my offers, it may also be that you're not sharing your own feelings with yourself, right? You're not willing to admit something is true, even though in your body, in your heart, in your soul, you know it is. That dissonance, that incongruence between what you know to be the truth and how you're acting can absolutely show up in your business as you playing small, you being not confident and not comfortable to share something that's really important. Once you kind of go through all the different parts of your life and list out where you do feel confident, where you don't feel confident, where you can set those boundaries, where you cannot, where, you know, all the different things, then you have to dig in deeper. It's not just a matter of being like, well, I, I'm not showing up on my Instagram page to share about my offers right now. Once you've identified it, then you need to dig into it. Ask yourself, what fear is holding you back? Where did that fear come from? Where, okay, so we're gonna run through an example here instead of me just giving you general questions. 
Let's say you've identified that one of the ways that you're playing small, one of the ways that you are not being confident, because when you're confident, when you're like, oh, I'm freaking amazing, you're playing all out, right? You're not playing small anymore. When you are not confident, when you have not done the work, when you are not sure and you don't have that self-assurance, that's when you start to play small, okay? Let's say that you've identified that you are not consistently sharing your offers or your services or your products on one of your main social media platforms, okay? You've identified that you do not show up with your offers on Instagram frequently or consistently. Then go in and ask yourself, why? Now, for many of you, it's going to be a default, oh, well, I just, I don't have it planned, or I forgot, or, you know, I've just, whatever. 99% of the time, that's not the case. But really dig into, are you afraid that people are not going to buy? What makes you think that they're not going to buy? If they don't buy it, what does that mean about you and your business? Hint, it means not a damn thing. It means not a single solitary fucking thing about you or your business if someone doesn't buy it. No arguing. No trying to find a loophole. No shaking your head and saying, Psh, that girl doesn't know what she's talking about. If someone does not buy from you, it does not mean that your product or your offer is not good. It does not mean that you don't have value. It does not mean that you need to try something else, that you're not worthy of success, that any of those things. It simply is that they didn't buy it. Way back at the beginning of this episode, I gave you an example. Little Jimmy in the hallway of seventh grade didn't smile at you when you smiled at him. But in reality, we know it's because little Jimmy was really nervous about his math test next period. If someone does not buy from you, if someone does buy from you, it does not mean a single thing about your worth, your value, or the combination of the two, okay? Going back to the step-by-step process of how to work on your confidence. You have to dig into the root of these, So once you've identified, okay, it's this fear of rejection, for example, where in your life have you felt rejected and it had consequences? Where does this fear come from? Who taught you that being rejected is a bad thing? And really, honestly, put in the time and go back through your memories. What's the earliest memory you have that it was bad to be rejected? That it meant anything at all to be rejected. What is that memory? Who was involved in that? How has that replayed in your life as being the truth? Because the truth is mostly subjective. In a lot of situations, the truth is subjective because it's how we remembered it. And because we are biased human beings, we don't know everything, right? So how has that fear, how has that truth replayed in your life? Next, I want you to think, is it actually serving any purpose anymore? Does this fear of rejection 
help you to be more true to yourself, more magically amazing and unique, or is it holding you back in every facet? My guess is that it's holding you back in every facet, that you're not able to show up, that you're not pushing yourself to show up every day in the ways that feel the most comfortable and most true to you. So once you've identified, once you've dug into it, once you've realized that these fears don't help you, right? Gone are the days that if people don't like us, they're going to push us out of the cave and the lion's going to eat us. That's a fear of rejection that is legitimate. And you should probably strive to be liked if the other case, if the other outcome is you're getting eaten by a lion. That is one situation where I would, I would confidently tell you, yes, don't piss off the tribe, right? Don't piss off your people if your other outcome is to be eaten. However, we're not in that world anymore. We're not those creatures anymore. And it's okay. It is safe to be rejected. It is safe to have people not buy from you. It is. It may be scary. It may be grossly uncomfortable. But in most situations, you're going to be safe. So once again, once you identify, once you work through, once you realize that this fear is holding you back, then you have to start actually implementing the opposite. It is not enough to just know the theory behind it. You then have to go and do the fucking thing that's going to help you implement, integrate, and embody this. So we do the inner work, we identify, we dig through, we're objective about what we know to be the truth and how this fear is holding us back or helping us. Then we do the fucking thing that's going to move us past it. Then we do the thing of showing up in small ways, take those baby steps that show us it's safe to speak our truth. It's safe to create boundaries. It is safe to put our offers out there. It is safe to say things like, this new mini mind that I'm offering is going to change your freaking life because you know that it is. You know that it's not an exaggerated claim. You know that what you have to offer is amazing. And the more that you can start to build up that muscle Build up that habit of saying this out loud to other human beings, the more quickly you can work through this fear of rejection to follow through all the way of the process with this example. So the three big steps are to do the inner work, really dig into where these fears are coming from, why you have them, who gave them to you, what taught you that this fear is something to avoid. Be objective about whether this fear is helping you or hurting you, is helping you to be the most authentic person you are, or if it's holding you back and making you play small. And then do the thing that's going to move you past it. Because we want to start building up this muscle 
And I'm purposely referring to confidence as a muscle because it's a really great analogy. People understand the concept of exercising and getting stronger and things like that. And it's something that we have to continually work on. It's something that even as an extremely confident human being, there will be different parts of your life that may come up or change and you're like, ooh, okay, apparently that, (laughs) apparently I'm a little bit not confident about this. Apparently I've got some fears around this one. It's something that you continue to work on. It is not a you hit this level of confidence and you're done, right? That That's not a thing. You still have to keep working on it. So it's a muscle you keep testing and trying and putting more weight on and seeing where it is and resting. You don't always have to be pushing yourself to do more or new or things like that. But you do have to continue to grow. You do have to continue to practice. You do have to continue to build these habits of putting your offers out there, of telling people how they can pay you. It's not enough to say, I am an amazing coach. I'm an amazing copywriter. I'm an amazing healer. Here, you know, here's the transformations that people have. You also have to go to the next step and be like, and here's how you get those transformations. And here's the link to book a call with me. And here's the way that I can help you with the course or a program or a mini mind or a podcast or a live training or a collaboration, right? It's not saying, oh, I've done this really cool thing. It's taking it to the next step of I've done this really cool thing and here's how it can help you. You have to take the next step. Because it's not only that self-assurance and that appreciation of ourselves, it's putting it out there and being like, I am a freaking rock star at the thing that I do. This is why you want it in my life. Here is how you pay me. Here is how we work together. Here is how you can get my magic in your life. (laughs) And that's another thing I want to touch on is, and we've talked about this a little bit, is it's the confidence in your own voice. Confidence is not following a strategy or doing things that someone else is doing because it's working really well for them. Confidence is finding your own voice, is finding your own way of doing things and sharing that. It's not becoming super polished and sounding like someone else. It's being confident It's being okay with. It is embodying the knowledge that you are exactly right as you are. It's this idea that how you speak, how you show up, how you look, how you sound, how you act, the gestures that you use are absolutely right, are absolutely your own. To truly be confident is not a matter of looking like everyone else. Truly being confident is knowing that you are the only purple goose in a room of yellow umbrellas and that it is your right to be a purple goose and to Be the brightest and the boldest and the shiniest purple goose that you can be. 
That's a really silly example, but it's the idea that you do not have to blend in and to truly be yourself and to truly be confident in showing up as yourself, you don't want to blend in. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm an extremely confident human being and there are still times where I think it would be much easier if I wasn't here to break stuff. It would be much easier if I could just be like everyone else. Absolutely. I I absolutely 100% have those thoughts. And I would bet you that every other person in this world has those thoughts some days. But it's knowing that, yeah, it might be easier, but would it be as fun? No. Would it be as authentic? No. Would it be as natural? Fuck no. My point here is that not only can you build that confidence muscle, not only are there fears at play and we've talked about the fears holding you back and we talked about the way that you can kind of work through this and start to show up more, but also when we talk about confidence, going back to that definition of a self-assurance of one's own appreciation for one's own abilities or gifts is that you are always growing, that you are always changing, and that it's okay. So when you think about being confident, when you think about playing all out, being yourself, showing up as you, sharing how you want to share, make sure that it's in your own voice. So I want to leave you with hopefully more than just this one thing, because I did cover a lot in this episode. (laughs) But the idea that your magic, your wisdom, your knowledge, this special sauce that you have is here for a reason. So when you think, I don't want to show up different because I'm going to get rejected. If I don't do it this way, then I'm not going to be successful or any of the other bullshit that society and the world has taught you, remember, there is a reason that you're here and that there is no one else in the entire world with your views, with your experience, with your skills, with your abilities. And while it might be easier to be like everyone else, it might be easier to play really fucking small, you are so much more powerful. You are so much more amazing and you are so much more gifted and it all deserves to be recognized. It all deserves to be seen, to be heard, to be experienced. And that's not greed That's not selfishness. That's not anything other than your God-given right to be you. Your universe-given right to be you. Your, as a human being, right to be you. So I encourage you, after this episode, to really go and start thinking, journaling through every aspect of your life to see where you are showing up fully where you're not, and how you can bridge the gap between it. And don't 
overwhelm yourself. Don't overwhelm your system, your time, your schedule, etc. Thinking that you have to bridge that gap in a week or day or that you have to attack all of it at once. Because we also want this to be sustainable, right? right? We want this to be something that you can actually do. So if you realize that you have big fears of rejection and big fears of success and big fears of failure, take one of them and start to address it. Take one relationship and start to address it. Take one part of your marketing and start to address it. If you're not showing up in emails and you're not showing up on social media and you're not showing up somewhere else, pick one of those things, dig into it, rewrite those beliefs, and start to embody and integrate a new way of being in that one area. Because if you start to overwhelm yourself with too many different things to do and change, it's going to just zap the confidence that you're building. You have to do it in a way that feels really good and authentic and that is going to, yes, push you outside of your comfort zone, but not take you from suburban Pennsylvania to the streets of New Delhi in 12 minutes, right? That is a huge culture shock. That is a huge shock to your system. Whereas... If you can go from like the suburbs of Pennsylvania to an urban center in Pennsylvania to New York City to Paris to Mumbai, right? Take baby steps. I don't know why that example is uh, an international travel example, but that's what's coming through. But the point, the point remains, right? Take baby steps that are going to push you far enough outside your comfort zone that you're actually growing and evolving, but not so far outside of your comfort zone that you then retreat into this shell, right? We're pushing. We're pushing that muscle. We're building that muscle, but we're not going to completely destroy that muscle in the exercise. That's like a huge mixed... (laughs) mixed metaphor of examples, but I'm going to assume that you guys are following with me. If you haven't, shoot me an email. Um, Send me a DM on Instagram and be like, girl, your metaphors are so freaking convoluted. That's cool. That's fine. That's how my brain works. Um, But I'm going to leave it there. We talked today about three of the biggest fears that are holding you back from playing all out, from playing as the magical creature that you are and keep you playing small, keep you from lacking that confidence. Then we talked about the short, short in number, not short in length of time, effort, or dedication, but we talked about the process of working through that to rebuild or to build up initially your confidence. Lots of examples along the way, lots of things to think and take into consideration along the way. I hope that this was a fantastic episode for you. This is the fifth pillar of marketing and really underlines the rest of them. So I did not talk too much about this being a pillar of marketing in the same sense that I did with visibility, engagement, content, and sales. Because as I said before, this is really kind of the basis for it. I include it as a fifth pillar because I think it's important enough that it has its own place. 
but really it is that underlying foundation that helps you do all of the other things with being visible, with creating content, with selling, with engagement. And it's probably the most important one to realize that how you are in business is reflective of how you are in life, which is why a lot of these examples were not necessarily business focused. As always, I would love to hear what you guys think. So be sure to submit a review, share this with your people, and otherwise just keep in touch. Before I sign off, I do want to let you guys know that I am opening up a three-month mini-mind. It is called Visible, a mini-mind. It's three months where you get to build your confidence, build your visibility in business, and really start to sell with ease. So for more details, head over to my Instagram at Chrissy Mellinger. I will link some info in the show notes as well. But if you have enjoyed the last few episodes talking about marketing, if you have been caught out, especially on anything on this episode with confidence, be sure to connect with me elsewhere. Either send me a note, chrissy at chrissymellinger.com, or send me a DM on Instagram at chrissymellinger. This mini mind starts July 17 and is only accepting six women. Because confidence is such a vulnerable topic to work through, and we are going deep, we are going to be talking about the fears holding you back, not just in general terms like I did on this podcast episode, but really digging in deep to your personal experiences. We are going to build strategies that feel aligned and really good and natural to you to show up and sell, to show up and share. So I am purposely keeping this mini mine a small container to keep it safer, to keep it a more comfortable, intimate space. So again, we start July 17th. So apply online, send me a note, or send me a DM for more information. Have a great one. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that you loved what you heard. If you did, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review. This helps me make sure that the great bits keep coming your way. If we aren't already connected on social media, come join my community on Instagram at Chrissy Mellinger, all one word, or visit my website at chrissymellinger.com. On my website, you can sign up for some fun freebies, trainings, and my email list. I can't wait to connect with you on socials, my email list where there's so many surprise goodies, and the next Soulfully Strategic Entrepreneurship podcast episode. In the meantime, go be your amazing self, sunshine. You've got this.